Hello, my fellow roadies. This is Aubrey. Starting the new year is often associated with two things. One, a fresh start, clean slate, and two, ways to improve oneself. In the spirit of self-development, I am extremely excited to share with you the Road to Rediscovery Wellness Alignment eBook series. The three-part series talks about ordinary practices that support your wellness, your physical and mental state, and serve as an anchor for pursuing your desired self-improvements, such as finances, relationships, career, and more. The Wellness Alignment Series is available at roadtorediscovery.com shop, as well as Amazon. I truly hope you find these short reads valuable for personal development, and please feel free to share with anyone you feel this could help. Thanks so much for your continued support. In life's journey, we must seek to reflect, learn, and grow. Welcome to the Road to Rediscovery with your host, Aubrey Johnson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of the Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on past life lessons to learn and grow from them and to take it to the next level and help others uh, who are struggling and going through dark times. My next guest is an artist and entrepreneur and a self-proclaimed film head. <laughs> She's decided to forge her own path and as the founder of Sonder Blue, she created a platform that harkens back to the nostalgic full experience in how we enjoyed movies years ago. Her journey in building this wasn't without its challenges. It wasn't without its despair and self-doubt. In fact, her journey continues today. We'll hear about her ups and downs and learn more about Sonder Blue. Let's welcome Hope Cochran to the show. Hey, Hope, how are you? Welcome. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, we reciprocate. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to, uh, to come chat with us. I'm really excited. Let's go ahead and jump into this. So tell us, how, uh, how did you become a film head and a lover of movies? Uh, uh, you know, so uh, was it early in childhood? And, 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 and what, you know, what caused that to happen? My, this is how I, my earliest memories are mm -hmm. oddly about film. And my mom and I, you know, it's, 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 I'm adopted mm -hmm. and we really bond over film. Like I remember, you know, my first broken heart, my mom took me to a movie, like <laughs> <laughs> right. a broken heart, like getting over a broken yeah. heart. Um, yeah. You know, we would, you know, cultural um, milestones, you know, we would say, oh, let's, let's find a movie about such and such era, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so we'd end up watching films like um, My Man Godfrey, and yeah. then, you know, which came out in the 30s, and, and mm -hmm. then we'd watch, you know, just, you know, um, Paper Moon, and just yes. stuff that was reflective of a time. And I very quickly learned that film is, we, beginning in the 20th century, it was really the first time mm -hmm we documented our lives and film really has shaped how we see ourselves, mm -hmm. how we see others, mm -hmm. what we constitute as beauty, right. it's defined masculinity. Yeah. And when you, when you see that, 
and then you see as an African-American what's presented, you kind of go, mm, something, something, you know, there's a lot there. It's a very rich landscape to, to touch. So yes. it's, it's how I connect with my mom. We still, mm -hmm. you know, we still go back and forth about movies and yeah. so on and so forth. It's how um, this and music and performing is how I touch the world, so. Beautiful, beautiful. And, and, and there's something you said there that kind of, <clears throat> that kind of struck a chord with me, a, a, you know, a, a resonating chord uh, with um, uh, how much of this was and is still such a way for you and your mother to bond growing up and, and even today. And, you know, um, there's, there's a saying that, you know, people say that music is the soundtrack of our lives, right? Well, I mean, would you agree that film could be a soundtrack as well? I think it can, I think it could be reflective of what could have been, what mm -hmm. is, and what will be. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that makes sense because, you know, when I hear music, there may be certain songs that kind of like take my mind's eye back to high school, right? Because right. Uh, that music, that song was out and I was this particular age and I may have been at this place or this event may have been happening right. or I met this person while this song was playing, right? Yeah. And um, I would think, I would think film would, would, would have that. And it sounds like it has that and more, you know? Oh, um, well, yeah, it's, yeah. it, it's, film fills in the details, right? Yes. The song sort of sets the mood and the right. space. And then, you know, think of, of, of um, the film as, as putting music to canvas, right? Yes. Like I'm okay. going to see if it's done well, you know, right. you go, oh, this is what it, it, it would look like. And, and oftentimes films use music mm -hmm. to sort of push to, to help the audience connect right. because it is reflective. If you think about it, um, oh God, that's that famous score with the runners, um, Chariots of Fire. Chariots of Fire, yeah. Everyone mm -hmm. knows that song mm -hmm. and everyone, and, and anytime people hear it, if you know the movie, you hear the song in your head and if you that's hear right. the song, you yep. think of the movie. You sure do. You know? Yeah, it, there's that association, you know, yeah. Right. Uh -huh. You know, or you hear Footloose and you think, you know, same thing, yeah. same thing. And you don't even, it's not even that you, you were born then. It's that you right. are, it's, it's, there's something that's being documented. You know what I mean? If you right. watch a film um, about, I'm trying to think of something that I've seen. Um, there's a film that I saw a long time ago called Not Without My Father. Right. Uh, in the name of the father, in the name of the father with Daniel Day-Lewis. Yep, I'm not a, I wasn't born there. I don't have any kind of connection to the, to the story, except there were elements of it that resonate with me and right. it make, and I got it and it felt very, I felt very, you know, emotional about it. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's film as a canvas and, you know, music, music can, you know, they, they work together. Just put that one. <laughs> No, that, that makes right, sense. Right, that, yeah. No, they do work together and they both they both can stir our emotions, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Sonder Blue and, and what inspired you to create this? 
You know, actually it was, it was, it started out a lot simpler than mm-hmm. it wound up being. Um, it was, it initially was thinking something like a watch party, you know, like okay. I want to watch films with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and then I started digging in and I really thought about well, what, that's not enough. That does, that's not a complete movie experience. And, yeah. and I began to think about, well, how has it changed now that we're moving into, now that we've moved into the streaming space? Right. and we're not going out to the movies, how is that experience different? What are we missing? Yeah. yeah. Um, we have experiences that go beyond just watching the movie. You know, our experiences are, you know, similar to like with mine, my mom and I watch a movie and then we talk about it or yeah. we will talk about different points of view and we'll say, and the beauty of, of film today, seeing it at home is you can rewind the scene and go, wait a minute, did you see? Right. And I didn't pick <laughs> up on that, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, my, my best friend and I just watched, a, uh, separately watched the show, this, this um, mm-hmm. series. And it's just, did you, did you realize that ending? I said, yeah. And then I went back and rewatched it. So then we, we're texting each other back and forth, talking about, the points that we miss, like I didn't see that point. Oh, did you see that name drop there? So you, you uh-huh. that's a, that's very different than when you would go out to the movies, right? right but there's, right. there are new traditions. But where is the space for us to enjoy the behaviors, the the you know the how we experience film today? There's no one platform. You got one, you go here to talk about film. You go here to, to, to get reviews. You have here to go here. How, well, this is about a community. This is about film lovers. This is about not just watching a film, right, but, right. but having the full moviegoer, ex, moviegoer experience. Absolutely. Okay. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. And so, like you said, uh, originally it started out simple. And then as you broke it down and as, as you cracked open that egg, I guess, and started to unpack things, it, uh, it, I guess what it looks like and what it should be, the scope started to expand a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, and it was intimidating yeah. at first. Oh, I bet. It I was bet. When, you, when you have, for example, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, Doing doing what I initially wanted to do was simple. This was was a little different. Because <laughs> I also had to educate myself. Right. So right. when you're you know when you're a a solo entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know I had to build a team. Great mm-hmm. check. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know. Yeah. And then you have to work through. Um, you you don't have the budget to kind of go the traditional route, which is right. you build your MVP yeah. and then you see how the audience loves it. Right. And, and then you start developing. So you kind of have to, you have to cultivate an agile approach to development. That's right. That's um, right. So you're constant. So each feature was test and build, test and build feedback. So it was built from user feedback. Everything on here was built from user feedback and we still didn't get everything in that needed to be done. We just kind of, in this first iteration, we got what, you know, let's say the top 10 of everything that people wanted, yeah. um, but there's still growth to be, to be made. Um, you know, it was, it, it's, it's, I'm not someone who's easily intimidated, but I had to ask myself, do I really want to, is this really what I want to do? Is this really where I want to put my um, 
all my eggs. And exactly. you know, I, I wouldn't even say I put all my eggs, but, but I made a promise to myself mm -hmm. that when it was no longer viable, no matter, no matter where I am, I would stop. And it is even more viable now than it was when I first began. So. Oh man, that's, that is, that's wonderful. No, that's, that's, that's totally wonderful. I was going to ask you if, um, at the time when you started to realize how big this could be mm -hmm. um, with all the additional pieces, uh, the scope broadening out. And by the way, um, just for the listeners uh, sake and, uh, and, and benefit um, you, you have currently delivered that MVP. Is that right? Well, we don't do the, so what we did is a more agile um, approach. So we okay. built a small, what we call our tester community. Yep. So yep. our community gives us the feedback mm -hmm. and we, we develop more. We okay. give us our feedback, we develop more. So gotcha. it's not open to the public. We right. kind of did it in a, like a, a feedback loop. So constantly okay. receiving feedback as we grow. Awesome. Awesome. In these days of the pandemic, uh, who knows, maybe we can call it the uh, focus bubble. <laughs> that, that's a good way of putting it. Bubble. I'm sorry, I have to make light of, you know, these crazy times, you know, every now and then. It know. is. It yeah. is. I keep yeah. myself quarantined. I don't keep myself quarantined for myself. I keep myself right. quarantined for my parents. Gotcha. Um, if they need me, I don't want to have any issues. Like, do you have COVID? I have not been around a human being. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I yeah. work with people, but well, I sure, try to sure. keep myself as, you know, yeah. you know, home delivery, all that stuff. So. There you go. Yep. I'm right there with you. So uh, like I was asking before or about to ask, um, as, as, as this started to unpack and build and build uh, in terms of, you know, what this could be, the potential that it has. Um, I'm sure it seemed a little more daunting and daunting and daunting, but like you said, you're not easily intimidated. So my question to you is, um, well, Hope, at the time you decided, yeah, this is what I'm going to commit to, do you feel at that time that you have, oh, I don't know, calculated or um, has have been as thorough as possible in all the potential risks, all the additional things you'd have to do, the time committal? Yes, I think so. The first thing, the first thing I, I will say to that question, sort of like the precursor is mm -hmm. I, I, you, success is born out of failure. So you mm -hmm. cannot opt out of failure. Right. And I have failed just doing this many, many times, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's how I fail. It's how I use those failures and how I grow through those failures. So, you know, you, you calculate to, to, to the best of your knowledge, you use what you know, you, I have advisors who, who discuss, you know, who sometimes <laughs> will tell me hope that's not going to work or, you know, so you, you, <laughs> right. you, people who understand the space, that's always, that's the most important key to success is acknowledging yeah. you don't have all the answers and you want to gather people around you who are going to be very honest with you, transparent with you. That's right. um, and it has a spirit, a generous spirit, right? Like, yeah. you know, um, 
a friend of mine who's a, a business coach was talking about paying, getting paid to mentor. And I was like, I don't pay anyone to mentor me. And when I mentor other people, I don't pay, I don't charge, charge them. them right, you have right. to, you know, I've never seen good business done, not in the spirit of generosity. Right. And right. so I, I learned, you know, I've had people, uh, my, my first business mentor, when I was sat down and I brought my first draft of my business plan, which by the way, that's a, that's a whole other conversation business plan. <laughs> she stopped me. She stopped me. She said, I want you to sit down and I want you to write a personal business plan. Okay. I want you to keep in mind how big this is. And I want you to tell me how this is going to factor into your personal life. How, what is this going to reveal about you? Uh, what kind of employees? <clears throat> what yes. kind of employees are you working with? Right. How do you find those people? How mm -hmm. do those people you work with impact your life? So if you paint a picture, you you know, and, and my philosophy is start with the end as if it's done. You're just working backwards, mm -hmm. but you have to you have to build like you're built to scale. You know what I mean? You have, if you want a million dollar product, you have to build it like it's a million dollars. So right. how do you do that? Keep the spirit and all. And so just literally spending weeks and months just, just developing that gave me the, the, the foundation on which I built my the company, the people I hire, the people I work with. And it's, it's helped me attract the people who want to work with me. Right. Um, in fact, even the name Sonder Blue comes out of that. You know, mm -hmm. Sonder uh, actually has two meanings. It has a French meaning and it has this um, more modern meaning, which means that, you know, even though my life, you know, both of our lives are important and, they're, and they matter. And even though, I, even though I may be in the background of your life or you're in the background of my life, we both matter. And we bring those experiences to a single space and we mm. share that. So, and you know, when we don't share it, we still go back to being, you know, living our individual lives. Right, right. Yeah, who we are, <clears throat> excuse me, who we are in our respective places. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, beautiful, beautiful. So very methodical, very strategic. Uh, to me, those are the words that come to mind when it comes to the approach that you've taken. Yes. Yes. Uh, and you've also um, you've also consulted with you know with with people in your network mm. for you know for transparency in sharing with you what they think. Right. I literally, you know, I have people that I can call and go. I I'm having I'm stuck. You oh, know. That's or, or and and the thing is, you know, they've never asked me for anything. Right. And, you know, my hope is to pay them by a paying it forward right. and being a good um, representative of their generosity. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's great, man. That's great. So hope um, I apologize if you have already mentioned this. Okay. But <clears throat> was it through those, uh, the studies that you have done and continue to do with a concentrated group of people to where you uh, were able to discover uh, a market or a demand for what you were building? Well, I had suspected there was a market for it because I wanted it. 
oh, okay. All right. It yeah. was, it was, you know, you, you start with what you know, right? right and right. then you branch out from there. And, and then what I found was that people were asking me, how do we refine it and do this and do that? And like, yeah, I really want to do that too. Yeah, that is. So you instinctively understand what the community you're looking to serve wants because you come from that community. And then there are the little things that make a difference that maybe you didn't think of. And then when you, when you put all those minds together, it's like I created a mind group, you know, everyone just yeah, yeah. shared with me and I go, okay, let's put that together. This is a, this is a kick-ass piece that we're going to put together because, and you know, people are going to show up for it because you showed up for it and they, and you've got people who are yelling at you to, you know, to bring it out. When, when the pandemic hit, I had, slew of emails like are you ready yet can we go on now can we have <laughs> and i was like not yet not yet not yet right. you know so right. you know you know people want it nice so can this platform be leveraged uh is it flexible enough to be leveraged on a virtual and a physical level or what do you, you mean just... physical give me an example of what you mean well, an example is like uh, in the early days with you and your mother, physically being together, physically. Oh, yeah. Oh, mother, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so I can do both. No, that's awesome. So <clears throat> if you don't mind me asking, because I don't know why this popped into my head, but I'd love for you to share with me, you know, the distinction of this platform. Um, and, and, and when it comes to films and information about the film, and you know all the all right, background so and stuff. Let's let's start. Let's let's walk through a, a test case. A okay. Because we have lots of different sort of um, study you know study cases for the platform. But let's just walk. Let's walk us through one. Okay. So, what's your go-to platform for watching movies? Well, I, I I'm gonna okay, say let's Netflix. Start there. Let's no, but let's start there. Okay. So you, you decide you want to watch a movie. Yeah. Now you have to decide which platform you want to go on, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So once you're on the platform, what do you do? Search. Okay. So how much time do you think you spend searching? Well, if I already know the movie I want to watch. Um... But do you always know the movie you want to watch? Let's say you do know the movie you want to watch. How did you learn about that movie? Mm. Yeah, could have been through word of mouth, interacting with people, um, maybe a trailer on TV. Mm -hmm. a number of ways yeah so how many people watch network television these days most people are not watching network television for very true very right true. so where yeah. are you finding this information where are you you see where i'm going the rabbit hole we're going down yeah 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 this is what we work through okay right okay. yeah so yeah. we're just we're just literally talking about searching for film right and right. all the ways that you can find yourself searching for films mm -hmm. and how much time do you find you, you're searching about you know you spend actually searching yeah uh I, I, there would be two times right there would be the length of time if i know what i'm looking for and mm -hmm. the length of time if i'm just aimlessly wondering you know trying to find a good movie right okay so let's 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 look at the find trying to find a good movie scenario first okay so what what well, is that process like for you well in that in that scenario uh i'm gonna say maybe a good 10 to 15 minutes before okay. I find um, a movie like that, because obviously they're uh, whatever platform, a lot of platforms, you know, have in common is they, they have suggested 
uh, or mm-hmm. popular titles, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that you have to sift through. So, mm-hmm. you know, that time would be consumed as well. Okay. So now you're, you're sifting through a movie. You tend 15, you, you, you'll spend 10 to 15 minutes trying to find a movie. Mm-hmm. You start the movie. I'm assuming like many of us, you start a movie and then 10 minutes in, you're like, I don't want to watch this. Stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's happened. Yeah. And then what do you do? Search again. Search again. So mm-hmm. you spend another 10 to 15 minutes searching for a film. So now you spend a half an hour and you spend 10 to 15 minutes to, just, to realize you don't want to see that movie. Right. So that's 45 minutes that you've right. spent to discover you don't some people might give up some people might keep searching i just spent half a movie an average movie time <laughs> doing so a search and my point oh, yeah. is you see the thought behind you see that so yeah. imagine you walk on a platform and without trying to give anything away because i'm trying not to give away the sure, sure. absolutely platform, absolutely all of that has worked out for you okay you figured out you don't have to go through that exercise over okay. and over again because okay. we're not just a streaming platform okay we're we're a platform where you can discover movies organically mm-hmm. you can get recommendations for films mm-hmm. from human beings you know right. what i mean right yeah yeah we're not we're not so it's about that little use case that we just went through yeah go we went through that a hundred times for a hundred different little scenarios right, that right. impact your experience. I see. And then we figured out how do we make this, fix this so that you have the most, the optimal experience on the platform. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Thank you for walking me down that path because, uh, you know, uh, that, 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 that brings a lot more clarity into um, the approach mm-hmm. that I feel you've taken towards um towards making this you know um materialize right so so yeah no that's an awesome thing awesome well hope what were some of the uh struggles and setbacks that you have had i know your journey continues Mm -hmm. but um you know i mean uh, not all things come easy or fall into place the first time right absolutely Uh, absolutely yeah yeah i i first of all i had a i i had a lot of um downgrading your life you know you have to say okay when you make the decision to do something like this yeah um you really have to make up your mind someone once asked me or not too long ago they asked me you know what's the what's the the you know can you tell people you know how do you go about starting a business yeah yeah and i said well that depends if it's just you, mm-hmm. it's very different than if you have a wife or you have a kids or you have a husband because the sacrifices you need to make, they are sometimes sacrifices. Right. And you have to be willing to make those sacrifices and you can't ask other people to make those sacrifices for you. Yep. So you work all the time, you know, maybe times I would have gone out and partied or did whatever, that's mm-hmm. not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you downsize your expenses. So now I'm not spending X, you know, I'm spending, you know, some, you know, substantially less because this is where my money has to go. Right. And right. right. So you have to decide what's, what's important to you and you have to learn to manage yourself, putting 
the business that you say is important to you in, in, in front. And when you are a, a, um, when you walk into the business, when you walk into creating a business with, uh, and you have to be the financial engine behind that business, there's right. a level of caution that you have to, um, you have to take. So for me, <clears throat> it's about planning. It's about understanding, you know, I'm one of those people who, who will plan out a year. You yeah. know, I'll sit down and go, okay, this is what my year is going to look like. This is where right. I want to be at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and I may not know how I'm going to get there, but I know this is where I want to go. And yes. so I know what's dri- what I'm driving towards. Right. Um, it's not a, it, it, it's, you know, people have to decide, if you want to start a business, you have to kind of decide, are you an employee? You know, or are you a, 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 an employee? And you can be a freelancer and still be an employee. Sure. Right? Yep. But sure to can. be a business is a, is a completely different beast. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. Uh, I understand now. Um, fully committed. Uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm thinking all in <laughs> comes I mean, to mind. You, you have to be all in. You have all to be in. all in mm-hmm. because who's going to do it if you don't That's do right. it well? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if you, you know, think about it this way. If, if you want to stop your podcast, you stop doing your podcast, right? You don't have people working for you. You don't have people who are depending on this growing. You don't have people attaching their reputations. Maybe you do their reputations to this. You see what I mean? Per se, yeah. I don't know if they do or they don't, but right, right, right. you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's an, you either going to do it or you're not. And there's a level of humility that has to come with that. You know, like I don't have all the answers. And I've messed up quite a bit, but I've also got a, a PhD and I can look at certain, there are things I can look at now and go, mm, yeah, but I didn't know that before. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. And I had to repeat myself a couple of times before I, you know, interestingly enough, side, sidebar, Sure. sometimes when we, when, when you start a business, you think you, you follow the roadmap. You know, I went to business school when I was in high school, went to Columbia Business School when I was in high school. Yeah. Um, that's a whole story how I wound up there, but I did. And, and you, you know, there are things that absolutely are fundamentals to business. And, and yeah. once you learn those things, that's it. There's no, there's no real, you know, that's what really works. However, yeah. you, you have to leave room for something other than the the standard sort of business practice to show up right right because when i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out how to how to incorporate how to state it you know business is about people and we we learn that but how do you connect to people in this space versus that space right what's that process like i see what's the what's the experience like Mm -hmm. when you're starting a business you have to decide you may like something but do you want to be in that space you know um i was just talking to a a family member the other day who was like yeah you know i really want to be a therapist like that's what he's doing 
but he doesn't like the space. He just likes being, you know, helping the people. He doesn't like everything else around it. Right. right. So I'm like, well, maybe that's not for you. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't just be like, I want, you can't cherry pick. You right. have to be able to do it all. You have to be right. able to get dirty and you have to be comfortable in being uncomfortable sometimes. Gotcha. Makes total sense. I agree 100%. Anything under the umbrella of where you want to be or what your dream is, mm -hmm. uh, you have to take it all. Take the good with the bad. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some uh, dirty parts where you <laughs> get muddy. You have to take that as well as, uh, as, as the good parts and the parts that you do enjoy, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I, 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 I agree a hundred percent there, Hope. Now, um, taking hard looks in the mirror, you know, and, and, and making those decisions and telling yourself, okay. And asking yourself, do I want to commit to this? And if so, here's what that means. Here's what that mm -hmm. commitment means. Yes. It sounds like you've done a tremendous amount of that. And here on the road to rediscovery, we talk about the four cornerstones of growth. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the four cornerstones of growth are self-awareness, mm -hmm. humility, gratitude, and service to others. Okay. Yes. You have a tremendous amount of self-awareness that, uh, that, that, that I've I've felt and picked up from your vibe, you know, oh, as, you. as, as we've you. talked here. So um, for any entrepreneur starting out, uh, it sounds like this type of resolve, such mm -hmm. as what you have, mm -hmm. is what they need right. in order to be successful. Right. And yeah, but also, I mean, you, you hit on a few other things, gratitude, and I'm grateful for my team. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I'm grateful it, 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 you know, you could say, oh, I, you know, I made a good hire here and there, or maybe, you know, I, I, and I attracted the right people. I was doing the right things and pressing the right bump buttons and the right people said, I want, I want to be there. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful for those people. I'm grateful for the opportunities that those relationships has, have, uh, has, has offered me. And again, I always feel like I need to represent their generosity well. You know, I have to be a representation of that generosity well. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I'm not entitled. I wasn't entitled. I'm not entitled to anything. Um, but you, you, you. It, that so that's the the first thing. I mean, that's the first thing you said that I think is is pivotal. And then the other thing you said that I thought was very interesting and very important is um, what's the other pillar? Oh. You just, you just said it. Say Gratitude? It no, you said that. So, service to others. So, okay, service. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, my company is designed to be service to others. You know, it's, yeah. it's in my business model. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that in today's world where things are so transparent, yes, there's no room, you know, to be... Um, selfish and and one of the things i've noticed and i i think it's 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 beginning to turn is you know i call it uh, altruistic greed where okay. you have you have companies or brands who know the right things to say but mm -hmm. they're not doing the right things they're not adapting the right practices that reflect the values that they're spewing <laughs> right <laughs> you know and so yeah. and so for me it's important to represent the values that I'm trying to present. 
So for example, my first hires were are diverse. Men, women, LGBT, yeah. black, white, uh, 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 just, you know, international. Right, it's right. important to me that, that I, you know, my platform, the owner of the company that, that I partnered with to build the initial platform is yeah. owned by a woman. You know, women are in, in the SaaS space. Women aren't in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But you have to earn, you know, to me, it was like, that's gold. You're a woman. I want to forever in a day say a woman did that. You said we don't belong in this space. You say women can't be in this space. I'm building something that when people look at it, they can say, but a woman did that mm. and did it well. Strong. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I yeah. want to build a space where people say diversity wins. Diversity is not sucking away opportunity, but expanding opportunity, Completely. you know? Completely. So you can't talk about that and not be, you can talk about that and you can talk about it and not be that, but I think eventually it's going to catch, it catches up to people. <laughs> it's well, like, no, it, you're right. It totally does. I mean, you know, people talk about, okay, this is the melting pot. We have a lot of different races and ethnic, ethnicities and cultural backgrounds you know, people, first generation, second generation, you know, immigrants from different countries. And, and, and here we are, or this, this company may be very, very, very um, diverse and so forth. But, you know, to me, there's multiple levels of diversity, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just, yeah, you have a bunch of people with mixed races and cultures and ethnicities in one place or mm-hmm. in one company or whatever. Mm-hmm. But how are we leveraging the talents Exactly. Of, and the unique talents of, that come from right. those communities, you yeah. know, and that's right. No, I was just going to say that as well as, as well as empower each person and assure them in knowing that they have a voice of value. Exactly. What they bring to the table adds value. And it gets back into, to bring it right back to movies. Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. think about what, you know, how women have been presented in movies yeah. from the beginning, how people of color have been presented in movies. That's right. From the, you know, the, what has that evolution been like? Right. Um, Holly Berry, I think, just went on record saying that she was sad that she was, you know, she's the only African-American still to win Best Actress. Um, you know, yeah. but... But, you know, we can, but, we, but let's talk about female directors, you know, right. only had Behind one the camera. female, yeah. we only had one female director and that was um, for um, Hurt Locker, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, you know, and that was sort of an action film directed by a woman. Right. Uh, what is her name? Oh, it's going to come, you know, so, you know, are we moving where we need to go? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, but yeah. what? But until we get there, what are people seeing reflected back at them, right. and 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 how do we um, sort of nudge nudge people to a, a more a more a broader depiction of themselves on the screen? Yes, that's why we focus on one of the things that we focus on is is, is independent films. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. focus on the independent films because we're watching films from we're we're curating films from perspectives that you don't get in right. Hollywood because they're catering to well-groomed tropes. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Tropes that we see until that's why we look at from going, yeah, I know what's going to happen there. No, you know, I just watched a a, a short the other day, mm -hmm. which was about a woman trying to get pregnant, and the way it was shown and the way it was sort of presented, I thought to myself, would they ever? Would this be a feature film? Like, would anyone ever make this a feature film? Right, right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's such, it's so, it's it's spot on, but it's from a perspective that you don't normally you don't see coming out of Hollywood, I you know? See. So see. making space, I find that in independent films, there's a space for, for filmmakers mm -hmm. to kind of say, I'm going to tell my story my way. And it doesn't always make sense, or maybe it does. And, and um, maybe, you know, it will or won't. There's a, a wonderful movie I saw about hair, mm -hmm. about hair mm -hmm. and how, you know, we define how, as black women, we define ourselves by our hair and how, you know, hair in India is a source of income, right? So right. Th just these interesting stories that you yeah. don't necessarily see because it doesn't fit into sort of a standard, um, the tropes, the, you know. Right, right, of like Hollywood, which, which leads me to a weird question, but, um, that 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 story you talked about with the hair—that's not the Chris Rock. No, no, I know what you're talking okay. about. There's a documentary right. about hair, okay. but yeah, I think yeah, it's called yeah. Good Hair. That was yeah, Good, good hair. hair, right? Oh, no, okay. this was okay. this was an independent film. Very that, nice. Um, it's about an hour fifteen. I, I have to find it, the the name of the film again. I can't remember. Okay. But okay. it's about uh, oh, oh hair and how you know as an African American woman. Yeah she's defining herself by her hair and how mm -hmm. her hair, you know, you know, is perceived, it, there's a race scene where her boyfriend says something like, you, he's white. He says, mm -hmm. you spend too, we broke up because you spend too much time on your hair. Like he just says it. <laughs> and you really? know, as a, as a black woman, I kind of get it. I'm like, mm, I get it. You know, but where does that come from? Where does that come from? So anyway, it's it's there are films like that that are in the world. Um, yeah, I saw yeah. another film by an Indian uh, female filmmaker who talked about, you know, sort of breaking the caste system. You know, yeah. breaking away from, mm -hmm. you know, she didn't want to marry in the movie. She didn't want to marry the person that um, her parents sort of laid out for her. Okay. And what is that like? you know, the right. modern world versus the, and I'm not Indian, I'm not, I don't come from that culture, right. but it's definitely an interesting, you know, when I spoke to the filmmaker, it was definitely an interesting kind of, you know, education for me um, and peek into her culture because this is her telling her story about her her experience in her culture. Yes. That you can't get more authentic no, you can't. That's first person, right? And you're coming from an angle with, um, I don't want to say non-conventional, but um, less popular perspective, uh, you know, um, where, where, where the director's coming from. But it's all universal. Yeah. Um, it's not what, I guess, what the Hollywood path would be. But this, uh, the, the, it's these types of films here that I think... Um, you know, really offers something 
to mm -hmm. us as viewers, right. you know, when, when it comes to a message behind it, or just hearing from a first person perspective, their experience, not just hearing it, but hearing it and seeing it. Right. I, yeah. I invented this concept, which I, I'm assuming I invented it because I've never heard anyone talk about it. Mm -hmm. The Gene Harlow effect and the okay. John Wayne effect. A lot of people don't know who Gene Harlow was, but you know Gene Harlow because she's been replicated in film over and over and over again. Before her, there was an actress named Clara, Clara Bow. She was the mm -hmm. it girl. She was, and she was a brunette and she was a little more shapely and she was the it girl she was who everyone wanted to be every white american wanted to be in america right right then in the um 30s uh an actress by the name of jean harlow came on the scene and she was i think she was with mgm and um they dyed her hair platinum blonde and they even put out this whole advertisement who says blondes don't don't have more fun okay and yeah. Yeah. She pioneered the trope of the dumb sex, sex fiend blonde. Uh, and I so see. every, so when you think about it, then we had, we went from Jean Harlow, I think she died at um, 25, actually she died pretty young. So yeah. you went from Jean Harlow in the 30s, then you had Veronica Lake in the, 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 the 40s, the kind of like whimsical, not very, right. you know, Right. you know, demure, and then you've got Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe right? Yeah. And then you can go on and on and on and on. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the <laughs> idea that blondes are sexier, the idea that they're, they're, um, right. You know, they're all these things mm -hmm. that did, that wasn't invented yesterday. No, it wasn't. And, I mean, the seventies had Farrah Fawcett, you know, right. And, yeah, and it's yeah. replicated over yes. and over and over and over again. I see. You know, in films, yeah. we we don't know the origins anymore, but that's yeah. the origins. If you look at John Wayne, John Wayne was, I mean, think about the, you know, you had Joseph Cotton during his day, you had Cary Grant during his day. I'm not sure if Cary Grant would be a star today, don't, don't shoot me, um, because he's such a different different kind of man, a different right, display right. of masculinity. Right. If you look at the masculinity, the hyper-masculinity that's on screen today, isn't it more reflective of a John Wayne? It is, <laughs> you know? totally, yeah. And how many yeah. men, and if, if you had all of these other types of masculinity, masculinity, masculinity on display, mm -hmm. but that meant, that probably meant that was also what was in the world, right? Right. But now yeah. if you look at look at how narrow sort of the masculine archetype is. Yeah. And look at how it's kind of reflected in the world. It's yeah. a powerful yeah. film is a powerful, powerful, powerful platform. Wow. It, it totally is. Yeah. And and wow, you could see the influence, you know, um with uh today's actors and, and actresses and yesterday's actors and actresses. And like you said, and I didn't realize this until you mentioned it with Gene, Gene Harlow and, and how, you know, decade by decade, generation by generation, there was some form of, you know, a Gene Harlow. Right. Know, like Gina, that's why I call it the Gene Harlow effect. Yeah. And now yeah. how much bleach is sold all over this country because people are trying to, you know, trying to get yeah. blonde. Yeah, blonde. look blonde. Right, right. Yeah. 
Oh man, I'm really enjoying this conversation, Hope. Um, I, I want to ask you, um, without giving away too much and without selling the farm, okay, um, what are some of the next steps uh, on the uh, on the docket for Sonder Blue? So right now we're in our pre-launch um, okay. um, period. So this year, twenty at the we launch at the end of 2021. Mm -hmm. um, this year is all about building our audience and connecting. So we actually have a couple of things going on. So first of all, we have the Filmmaker Spotlight Series mm -hmm. where we sit down with filmmakers and discuss their work. So the first half of the interview is really talking about them and their career. And then the second half of the interview, they do a walkthrough with their pieces. So we get gotcha. to see you know, what they have to say about their work, any behind the scenes stuff, mm -hmm. any, mm -hmm. you know, things that you probably won't get to see. You know, you, you see what's on the screen, but you know, you right. don't know what went on behind mm -hmm. the scenes. And so we, we get to see that. And then if there's any additional bonus um, features, we throw that out, we, we provide that as well. So nice. we, we provide that for our subscribers um the cost of admission to that one is to just join our subscriber list but if you want the extra bonus stuff then you have to be a, a pre-paid subscriber um which is at 24.99 for the full year gotcha um once we launch at the end of this year mm -hmm. you pay your 24.99 and you've got a full year for that price which is 60 percent off the regular price right right um and then if you bring on five of your friends, if five of your friends um, register, mm -hmm. then you get then you become a lifetime uh, subscriber. So, nice. Nice. Um, so that that's one, some of the things that we have going on. I'm trying to think, <laughs> we have a few things going. Yeah, you know, we've got a few things. Those are the, the big ones right now. Good, good. Yeah, top of the list right there, and I'm sure a lot of other activities as well ah beautiful so uh how can people connect with you and learn more about sonder blue um you know as you approach uh pre-launch so they can go to sonderblue.com s-o-n-d-e-r-b-l-u okay no e no no e dot com um and they can register there Okay. Uh, when they register, in order to see any of the films, you actually have to register on the platform. Right. We also have films already there for people who register. Okay. So once you register, you can see some of our films at no no cost to you. The ones that are behind that are locked are, are for our members. Okay. Um, but we have some good stuff there that you can see. Um, we, we, we try to keep it mostly to shorts uh, at, the, at the moment. Um, and yeah, so, and once you join our community, you'll be getting your monthly updates on newsletters and, you know, a bunch of other stuff that we have going on and you're, you're, we're going to be releasing, I think our goal is to do, uh, 12 or three, three times a week of Filmmaker Spotlight series, series episodes. So. Awesome. Wonderful. Man, that's great. Uh, hope I've really thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I, 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 I love the methodical strategic approach that, that you have when it comes to, and very realistic, you know, when it comes to uh, just the importance of 
an artist and an entrepreneur making a commitment like this. Right. And, and, and I can't wait to see how this, uh, how, how, how Sandra Blue materializes and, uh, and, and, and just kind of, kind of spread its tentacles, right. And, 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 and go out to, uh, to touch the hearts and minds of many, many uh, movie enthusiasts. So um, thank you so much for being on the show. I, I really, you. really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And we're going to make sure to have direct links to sonderblue.com mm -hmm. on the episode show notes so that when uh, the listeners will uh, listen to the episode as they're listening, they can click the link in the episode show notes and learn about Sonder Blue as they're hearing the episode. And you, they can also, you know, you'll have your own um, page so you can send them directly to your your specific page link to Sandra Blue and they can uh, recommend them directly from yeah. the page. Nice. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and, and, and you know what? With all of my listeners, um, I will uh, include a link to that page, right? I'll send them that page to where then, you know, it can connect through the page to Sandra Blue and just gather all sorts of good information about movies, about the company and, and, and all that good stuff. So thank you again for that reminder, Hope. I really, really appreciate it. And now we're going to get to a segment I like to call Three for the Road. And in Three for the Road, that's where I ask my guests three random yet thought-provoking questions that I try to challenge you to answer in five words or less. So what do you think, Hope? You think you might be up for it? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Okay, great. All right. So, well, three for the road. Here comes question number one. What is one piece of advice that you would have for young aspiring people faced with naysayers and pushback? Trust your own voice. Trust your own voice. Digging it. Digging it. Beautiful. All right. Question number two. What genre of movie or what what movie genre do you feel springs up the most debate in conversation after seeing it comedy comedy yeah okay comedy because okay. It, you said five words or less no that's okay you you could elaborate well comedy because you i find that people come to comedy with certain expectations mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and get very volatile when those expectations are thwarted okay. you know what i mean and yeah. so if you you know you know i'm trying to think of like knocked up yeah, you know there yeah. are people who just hate knocked up like sure. it's, it's a it's a it's a woman bashing and then there are people who absolutely love it so yeah. it has this potential of being extremely entertaining and extremely polarizing. So sometimes the people who hate it are also laughing. That's irony. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, I should be laughing at that. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I hate this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's funny. Yeah, I got you. All right. Comedy. Awesome. And number three, to top us off for three for the road. And I think you kind of alluded to this in our conversation a few minutes ago. Um, what is the element in a film that connects with the viewer? Okay, there's the obvious answer, which I was gonna say, but 
I'm gonna go a little off, off and say point of view. Point of view. Uh, point of view, like a, a film. I find, you know, when we talk about element, it's it's hard for me. Some films with music, you feel like you're directing me, yeah, telling yeah. me how I should feel, and that's never yeah. a good thing. Right, um, right. Some films try to, you know, try to demand using music and and that you feel a certain way. But yeah. films with a very strong point of view and a very specific point of view mm-hmm. just kind of lets you and go and sort of naturally goes in that point of view. Okay. Um, I find leads to a, more, a little more cathartic mm-hmm. conclusion. That makes any sense to you? Nope, makes total sense. No, thank you for sharing that and, and, and elaborating on that. Um, you know, for me as well, Hope. Hope Cochran. <laughs> It's been so great having you on the show. And if you don't mind, I'd love for us to stay connected because I would love to bring you back on the show some months down the road to, uh, you know, just give us an update on how Sonder Blue is doing, as well as um, I'm sure there's going to be some magnificent breakthroughs that Sonder Blue will have. And uh, we we really can't wait to see the next level that Sonder Blue uh, and and yourself goes, uh, goes through on this journey. So, would you be willing to come back a few months Absolutely. from now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Ah, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so okay. much, Hope. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And as a quick reminder, if you want VIP heads up notifications on upcoming episodes and who the guests are on those episodes before they're even released, I recommend that you subscribe to our mailing list at roadtorediscovery.com. That's road, the number two, rediscovery.com. The Road to Rediscovery is a movement, a revolution. And guess what? You're now part of it. We're all roadies on this journey of life, and it sure feels good having you on the road with me. Thanks again for listening. Chat again soon. The Road to Rediscovery is an A.J. Shark production.